another episode of The Big Question presented by Friends Film, a podcasting in-depth look at a specific related topic. On this episode, we'll discuss the impact of Disney Plus on Disney's movie empire. As always, I'm your host, Cooper Hood, once again, joined by Josh Straley. Here, as always, and not ever a recorded voice. That's true. Or an artificial intelligence. That'd be weird. Yes. It would be weird. What would be like the number one piece of program? It's like if I have an artificial Josh Straley, mm-hmm. would I have to make sure like it's a, like Blade Runner love, Star Wars love, just general Ryan Gosling love? Ooh, to, get it, to get it on the podcast? Yeah. To, um, it would be a contrarian, but like, but also um, devil's advocate contrarian. You need to get those two things on there. And then like a general knowledge of like if it's obscure – then I'm like seeking it out or finding ways to love it <laughs> okay. or trying to have like that. That that would be that would be it. I think that All would right. be it. Like trying to like mine turds or not trying to mine turds, but just try to mine like like a turd the floating in the things. wind. <laughs> yeah, or like the things that there's a bunch of like going into the turd field to find the thing that is like not a turd. Gotcha. So diamonds in the rough, I guess. Yeah, I guess so. Don't just, use the turd metaphor. Yeah. Okay, we can drop that, but. Yep. Okay, I'll, I'll mark this down in the Friends of the Film Archive, you know, just in case Perfect. some terrible thing happened that they have an artificial Josh Straley. It's a great, it's a great bio headline. Yes, <laughs> turd minor. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so this is uh, this is Thursday, as you guys are hearing this. Brand new day for the big question. Not Wednesdays, if you were looking for us yesterday, I'm sorry. But instead, uh, you had two other episodes that dropped this week from, from us at Friends of the Film because we're trying out a new release format different structures for episodes uh you may have even heard new theme music for the big question um but uh as of now our new format will be new uh new news only episodes on sundays then a featured review episode on tuesdays and then the big question is basically saying the same but it will now release on thursdays so with that in mind, there's not a lot to keep track of with the big question, but Josh, if they want to make sure they're up to speed on everything else and all the shuffling and stuff and all the news, what's the best way for them to do that? The best way for them to do that, the best way for you and I to do that too, oh, okay. is to go over to Twitter and look at Friends in Film, A-N-D Film. There you can see when shows are dropping. You can see the news that we're following. You can see the opinions, the thoughts. All of the things happening on Film Twitter are right there for you, presented with a very family-friendly package or in the civil discourse. How about that? Very civil manner. But if you're looking for those reviews, big questions, and news packets or pods, you can jump over to Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, anywhere podcasts can be found. But if you can, on Apple Podcasts, please rate and review us. That will ultimately help rank us and then we can bring more friends to the show. That's right. And this week, we we're talking about the New era that Disney will soon be in in just under two months uh, as we are just a couple weeks away from the launch of Disney Plus here in the United States. I think a couple international countries as well. There's a been a, a demo rollout that is now happening in the Netherlands. Two months of free access. Um, no original content, but it's just the full Disney library at your disposal at this point. Um, if you're in the Netherlands, if you're not, then you're like the rest of us and you're out of luck but uh in just a couple months disney plus will be here and josh you raised an interesting question to me about whether or not disney plus could actually hurt disney and their movie empire in the long run yes i did ask that question just kind of shouted it out blurted it out vomited it out Mm -hmm. and it seemed like a good idea yeah and so now it is our big question this week of how will disney plus impact disney's movie empire and josh what was the inspiration for this big question idea 
yeah. from your mind. Well, I mean, like this week we've been getting, I mean, these last few weeks we've been getting, um, I mean, this entire summer we've been getting Disney streaming services are coming, like, and then it's these like exclusive series that have been on their way. We've got some announcements at D23. We've got some announcements after D23. We've got some announcements at um, the cons and all of these things. And, and now Disney streaming is basically like preparing three, four shows, six shows, eight shows, eight Marvel shows, uh, ooh, six uh, Marvel shows. I believe, I believe it's eight, eight Marvel shows three Star yeah. Wars series mm-hmm. with a season two for The Mandalorian already in the works. Then we're thinking about like original movies. There's Noel or mm-hmm. yeah, Noel there's Lady and the Tramp and I'm sure there's going to be a glut of other films mm-hmm. on their way to Disney streaming. And so I was wondering and I was thinking like particularly with the Marvel thing, but everything else in general, is there ever going to be a moment where the content on the streaming service is more desirable, more interesting, or a better format to tell all of the same stories. Um, especially going in the way of, um, like, I'm just thinking about Mindhunter 2 on Netflix, where mm-hmm. it's, this, it's this really David Fincher film, you know, but it's broken up and serialized and turned into that. And, like, that could have been one great movie, but it's now a great series with Jonathan Groff. And so I was thinking about that. And, like, will it ever be monetarily better for disney plus to release things on there is the movie dying i don't know but <laughs> like this is my question that's my question though like it could there be a cannibalization of marvel content people preferring the marvel content on disney plus rather than what's at the movies and what will the movies become i mean my initial response is no there will not be a cannibalization because at least if we're going at it strictly from the marvel perspective mm-hmm. um it seems like in most of the cases for their content on Disney on Disney Plus, it's all building towards movies. So like Falcon, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier isn't building towards necessarily the announced Captain America four, but if the series introduces um, and shows how Falcon becomes Captain America and maybe the struggle he has to go through to, you know, get that title officially, then that influences and builds up his next appearance in the movie and like the next Avengers movies or something um, that WandaVision is going to have heavy ties to Dr. Strange, and the multiverse of madness. We're going to have Scarlet, Witch appear in both of those. The story of WandaVision is going to be somehow directly influencing the, the events of Dr. Strange's sequel. So like for that series specifically, it's like, you're going to watch WandaVision, you know, me diehard MCU fans and you know, some casual observers as well. They'll watch that series and then be like, Oh, and now Doctor Strange 2 comes out in two weeks. I'm hyped mm. because I am fresh on this Scarlet Witch train. And now I know that, oh, well, Nightmare appeared. And now I know that, you know, he's going to, uh, you know, that this villain is now going to, I have this history with him, with the villain and Scar- and Scarlet Witch and how that's going to, maybe they broke open the multiverse. And that's how Doctor Strange is going to get involved and all this stuff. Um, it seems like it's building up anticipation for the movie. So if, if anything, I feel like there's almost the chance that like the Disney plus series again, maybe this is strictly Marvel related could only increase (laughs) anticipation Mm -hmm. for those movies. So it's not cannibalizing them. It's profiting them even more synergy. Yeah. Yeah. But that's what, and and that's the part that I'm wondering about. And the part that I've been trying to grapple with too is like, I don't think the films that land on Disney plus will ever be a replacement for Disney movies making it to the theaters. 
but then again, I don't know. I guess not. It, I don't it's think hard to say. But thinking about Marvel specifically, if the if these series is produced on there are, I mean, you know, just kind of ancillary to the story. They're not they're not essential, but they can build. They can add some background, some detail. Then the question becomes, well, I don't really need that much. Like if it's not important, mm-hmm. it would be in the theater. So if the stakes, so like the stakes in these shows, the stakes in um, all of these things need to be big mm-hmm. for, you know, you to want to like jump on the surface. Now it's a great deal. Mm-hmm. We'll probably have millions of billions of people on there already, no matter what for $12 for ESPN plus Hulu and Disney plus. Yep. Okay. Yeah. It's a great deal. But, that's the kind of thing I'm wondering. Like, if it's not high quality, if it's not high drama, if it's not impactful, if it doesn't feel essential, then yes, the Disney movie or the the movie theaters are safe. The movies are there. Marvel will not ever abandon that kind of experience. Mm-hmm. But then, but then, of course, that's what my that's where my worry is. From the, the, the part of the part of the conversation is that. When you get over to there, what is it? When you get over to Disney Plus, what what's your yeah, content exactly. like? Exactly. You want it to be grade A, high stakes, mm-hmm. not just filled with your characters. You're really just betting on IP at that point. Right. Which is what it is though. It's an IP play. And so don't you just, you know, risk becoming inessential? Um I guess I guess it just depends on what your expectations are because mm-hmm. like I think and that's something I've been thinking about a lot recently because of the Disney Plus um, shows for Marvel for also for Star Wars and the you know all this talk of you know is the movie industry dying we're in the highlight of, we're in the golden age of TV all the, all of these topics that have been percolating for the last like year or so and I feel like there has just been there's a, a false expectation for what you know these ex- these additional canon materials should be has mm-hmm. been, i think been built up in a lot of ways for fans cuz like you know over the last month or so i've been trying to dive in more to um you know star wars canon material reading the comics and stuff and uh, but then you know i know there's a lot of big uh, you want to call them star wars pundits online that ha- are like you know i don't read that stuff because it's not important to the movies and it's like that's true i'm not gaining any thing like i'm i'm reading the tarkin uh not tarkin the um uh what's his name the blue skin guy uh gray moff uh do you know what i'm talking about oh yeah timothy zan's emerald thrawn show yeah thrawn yeah reading the thrawn series is not gonna be like oh well now next time i watch rebels i'm gonna have like this greater insight and like this 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 plot point is going to make a lot more sense to me no it's it's just context for what you're seeing mm-hmm. and i'm fine with that because it's at the end of the day it's it's a lower piece of it's a non-essential piece of canon it's an additional it's an additional story to the main story that's being told so you know when i go and when i watch wandavision in 2020 i'm gonna watch it and be like okay how does this work as its own thing but i'm also going to be curious of like you know if i didn't watch this and I got, and I would have saw Doctor Strange too. Would I still have understood everything? Mm-hmm. I'm gonna. I'm my immediate answer without seeing anything from Marvel or from Disney Plus is yes, because you can't count on the millions of people who go see the new Marvel movie to have also be subscribers to Disney Plus and also watch six hours 
and six episodes on a weekly basis of every new Marvel thing that comes out probably throughout an entire calendar year. Yeah. So like you can't be like, oh, the like you wouldn't do like the death of Iron Man on Disney Plus. You save that for the movie. But if you want to have like the uh, like uh, I don't know what like Cap becoming Nomad and like doing that storyline on Disney Plus, you can do that, and then it just adds additional layers to when you see him in that form in Infinity War. Mm-hmm. You understand what he's gone through. If you haven't seen that stuff, it still works. But I think for the people who are going to consume this material, who want this additional uh, material and context, then it's going to work. So I think there is that possibly that it's not. Uh, what was the word you used? Uh, essential. Like, yeah, I guess there's that chance where it's it's not it's not going to be essential viewing because I don't think that's the goal. The goal is to have added material so people who like this stuff can latch onto it. But then yeah. there's also probably the flip side to that where people who are like are just starting to maybe get into the MCU or be like, oh, that show looks interesting. I'm going to watch this. I'm like, oh, what's this? What? Who is Kate Bishop? Who is Hawkeye? Oh wait, the whole Marvel library is on Disney Plus. I can start from the beginning, mm-hmm. watch it all seamlessly. Don't have to worry about, oh, can I stream it here? I'm going to have to buy it here. It's all available and you can understand everything. And I think that's where Disney Plus can, I think, just continue to bolster their ongoing franchises, not ultimately cannibalize them, unless you think that every single you know piece of you know Star Wars or Marvel content uh, or even like you know the the Forky show that's on Disney Plus, like right. or the Monsters Inc. show, like unless you think all this stuff has to be essential viewing to understand the next chapter of the story, then I, sure you could be disappointed. But I I don't think that's ultimately what they want from these shows. Okay, that makes a whole lot of sense, um, especially in regards to more of what you already love. Just a, just a different home for it. Yeah, and it's focusing on different characters. It's not like we're getting. Instead of Iron Man four, it's like here's the eight hour Iron Man series. Like I, I spent a whole trilogy with Iron Man. I've mm-hmm. spent four Avengers movies with them. Like I've spent Savor with them. Like I, I know this character, plenty. Scarlet Witch, Vision, haven't seen a lot of. Falcon, haven't seen a lot of. Show me those characters. Yeah. Okay. 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 I can. I can definitely see that. Um. So then I guess the. The bigger question, or not even the bigger question. I mean, well, a, what what do you like? Do you part. like? Are you worried about that from like? Star Wars, even from the Marvel perspective of like uh, these stories becoming essential viewing or something? Yeah, well, in terms of what could be the better experience when you think about it that way. Okay. Two, like say you have a you have a hit on your hands with these Netflix series and then the Disney Plus ones. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Yeah. The Disney Plus (laughs) series. And then you're faced with the the dilemma of, well, these are one offs. Mm hmm. And then you're constantly looking to churn up new series and everything like that. And so then where does that go? Uh-huh. And so my question is like, could you ever see them, them hurting themselves with these things and getting to the point where, well, maybe instead of doing a Dr. Strange movie next time around, Dr. Strange is going to have a, a, a limited run series on the, on the Disney plus platform. I don't think I'm necessarily worried about, um, the essential, the essentiality. Mm-hmm. I think that's a question, like you said, that you just kept, it depends on what you come to it with. But because I mean, if I don't want to watch it, I'm not going to watch it. Right. And I really don't care. Like I'll, I'll catch myself up. I'll figure it out anyway. Like if you're not telling a contained story, you're making a bad movie mm-hmm. and 
me and I don't think we Marvel films have thusly avoided that so far. Yeah, we, admirably, admirably so. Um, I mean, yeah, the, I think it just goes back to the if like if you could you see Infinity War and not see any of their MC movies and understand the plot, sure. It does it gonna mean the same thing to you if you hadn't seen those other tw- 18, 17 movies? No, mm-hmm. <laughs> that just comes with it'd be like jumping into the season finale, uh, the season the series finale of Game of Thrones. Never seen a, I've never seen an episode before. I don't. What's all the hoopla about? It's <laughs> right. like you you missed all the context. Yeah, for sure. Okay, and then so you can yeah with those exceptions, but then when you come back to like those plus series. Or, I mean, like, even just thinking about, like, Doctor Strange, like, mm-hmm. um, with that example. Yeah. Is a week, do you think a week to week could replace a movie at the box office? When you think about all of the potential upsides to moving those formats. Because WandaVision sounds like a great movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, Hawkeye and Bishop sounds like a great movie. Uh, Cap- another Captain America movie with, you know. Um, with Falcon and Winter Soldier. Falcon yeah. and Winter Soldier. Right there, you go. Mm-hmm. Like those, those are those next steps, and what those, what the movies are becoming, I don't know. We'll have to see. Mm-hmm. But all of these series sound like films, and you, and my one, my quite the the real. I think the core of the question is, I don't know if it's like really gotten pulled out of it. Is could those series ever replace a movie? I think I think there's a chance. Um, I, like I don't think we'll see like. Avengers five mm-hmm. on Disney Plus. That's like that's not happening. If like if anything, depending on how the next couple of years of the movie business in general go, you may be counting on Avengers like movies to even like bring in any sort of audience to the box office. Um but I think there's a chance for like these series could be either breeding grounds for new franchises like could like I don't know I guess She Hulk's a bad example because I don't know if they could do that legally as a movie, but like if Moon Knight's a huge hit, six hours. That's right. And people love Mark Spector and this weird is he is he crazy? Is he not? Does he have powers? Is he not? We don't understand it, but it's it's cool and psychedelic and it's 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 a little more violent and darker than Marvel's done before and you know and now he's in Blade and like they're appearing together and it's like, Oh, that'd be cool to see a Moon Knight movie. I think Marvel could easily be like, okay, well, he worked there, and now people are liking him on the big screen. Let's make a Moon Knight movie. On the flip side, I think it's very likely that like Ant Man three is not going to happen. Like, I don't, I don't think Marvel at this stage is interested in making, you know, six hundred million dollar movies. Yeah. So as a, instead of that, they'll do okay. Let's make Ant Man and the Young Avengers as a Disney plus series. And that is our, that is our movie. It's, you know, the first couple episodes are about, you know, Ant-Man and Wasp and, you know, Cassie Lang, you know, being heroes, readjusting to that life. And then all of a sudden Cassie Lang was like, Hey, you know, I, I was out on a, a mission. I wasn't supposed to be on, like I was doing my own little heroic thing. And mm-hmm. I came across Kamala Khan synergy crossover on Disney plus boom. And then it leads into the young Avengers can be, the next, you know, big key marquee franchise on the big screen. Yeah. And so I feel like that's where we're going to go. I don't, like we're not going to get Black Panther 3 on Disney Plus, but could we get, you know, if he uh I don't know. I don't I, don't, I was going to say Eternals, but I don't think Eternals would be a big enough. Like I don't know if you could do Eternals with the scale that it's going to have on Disney Plus, but like let's say Black Widow is a hit, but it's like for Disney a moderate hit of like 750 million dollars worldwide. Yeah. Still a success. Absolutely. 
but it's like for like if you want to do another story with that cast can you do that and make that money back without ScarJo? maybe not so would you instead do a black widow series starring florence Pugh, and that becomes a six hour thing mm-hmm. her own story and that's how we move forward with that instead of making it a another film franchise because that's the all that's the flip side of this as well where you look like when we were kind of thinking of when's Marvel going to announce their Phase Four slate? Yeah, it was how are they going to work in all of these properties? Mm-hmm. And it's like we have to wait like four, maybe five years between Guardians Two and Guardians Three. And yeah, there's a lot of different circumstances around that because of their appearances in Infinity War and Endgame, and then the gunfiring, rehiring. Um, but it could still be four years between Captain Marvel sequels. The- but that could be split up with Miss Marvel appearing on Disney Plus getting her own show. Captain Marvel could will probably appear in that series as well. And so they these series could be a way to let the franchises like breathe a little bit. Hmm. But then also, you know, if we can't get to like a, the next installment of some franchise within six years or something like well let's make a disney plus series to keep that ip around still yeah, a little bit okay yeah 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 like black panther we're forever away from black panther mm-hmm. 2020 2022 2022 yeah that's nuts it'll be yeah that, that one will be uh what four or five years yeah yeah i was gonna say six years i was like oh, that math is wrong 2018 yeah, <laughs> yeah 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 and so like okay like totally i can kind of see that strategy going and but like um i guess the another thing question i want to ask you then about is like the, so the separate so the what's the separation then is it just world building it's that that's what disney plus is for i mean um we can jump we can get to exclusive movies here in a uh-huh. second but i think those kind of speak for themselves in a lot of way but it just kind of seems like to me like you could get to a point where a streaming series is better i think i think i i think that's de- like in terms of quality i think that's definitely possible i mean i, th- I feel like like in 2020 you know am i excited for black widow eternals sure but am Mm -hmm. i maybe more excited to see falcon winter soldier i don't i don't know maybe like it it has a really cool cast and characters i'm familiar with and i i may be more interested to see how falcon becomes captain america than figure out how black widow like what she was doing in the two years between civil war and infinity war like that's a little bit more of an interesting story eternals Mm -hmm. big cosmic scale once i see things from that that could obviously you know, change my excitement and make me even more excited for that. But I mean, I think there's definitely that possibility where, you know, Disney plus could turn out in a yearly basis, maybe more content and maybe even a little slightly better content than what you're getting in the movies. But do I think that's a bad thing? I don't, I don't think so. I feel like that's, um, you know, just a, a byproduct of, of the system. And maybe that's something where these, these series, you know, are, are great, but they're also supporting what we're seeing on the big screen and, uh, you know, in some ways. Mm, okay. Yeah. Okay. That, that's a really good. I mean, I, th- I think the perspective that you had there um, concerning, like you said, um, in terms of like, I think it was like world building is kind of like what you were talking uh-huh. about there and like what it can lead up into. And then also like a testing ground is kind of what it feels like in a lot right. of ways. Well, but then there's also the, like Disney plus can be, that format of just world building because if you're subscribing to Disney Plus, you're subscribing mm-hmm. to Disney Plus for the brands. Yeah. You're there for Star Wars or Marvel or Pixar or whatever. You're there because you are a fan of these brands in some form. So 
like Disney doesn't have to worry about, oh, well, you know, our casual audience is really going to care about six hours of Falcon and Winter Soldier. Mm-hmm. They don't have to worry about that because their subscriber base is so focused on Disney fans, Marvel fans, that their subscriber numbers could be smaller than Netflix, but the concentration of people who are, A, familiar with this um, this brand, know what's coming out and are looking forward to it, could be a lot higher than Netflix could be for uh, whatever ne- their, their next thing is. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. No. And then like, and then kind of like with that, um, because I, I do think that you're kind of like, that's kind of like the conclusion of sort of like kind of come around to is that I don't think it'll ever truly cannibalize while movie theaters are still like places that we go to mm-hmm. because there, I mean, there's going to be a spot for that. But um, like, with like the slowdown that we've like seen at the box office, like the numbers are always like they're on fire all the time, I suppose, which is a weird narrative media cycle of like, yeah, the box office is horrible. And then you're like, <laughs> that's still like billions like, and billions yeah, of dollars. It's like, like, it's like, yeah, we're down. I think the summer season was down 2%, which is, you know, it's a dip and you don't want to see that, but it's like, it's not like we're going from a $4 billion summer to a billion dollar summer. It's like, we went from like 4.5 to like 4.1 or yeah. 4.3 or something. It's like, right. It's a dip, but it's not a, like, what are we going to do? The whole industry is in a crisis. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you mean, you could talk about that for like days on end, but um, like that kind of, that, that environment, I mean like, yeah, whatever that breeds is what it'll breed. But no, these content platforms are kind of like the waiting in the wings, I suppose. I don't know. But at a, at a certain point, though, does the content ever become more interesting than the movies? Is that is that a fear? Is that a risk? Like when you mm-hmm. think about Obi Wan Kenobi versus the upcoming Johnson trilogy or right. the um, Benioff and Weiss things, mm-hmm. where everyone's kind of soured on things that we don't know about. I mean, Mandalorian looks terrific. Um, yeah, I mean, like at this point, like, are you more excited for Mandalorian or the Rise of Skywalker? I mean, like the Rise of, for right now, the Rise of Skywalker. But The Mandalorian is closer. It's mm-hmm. going to take up a lot more of my time than The Rise of Skywalker will. Uh, unless, you know, somehow Rise of Skywalker <laughs> I don't, is, I don't think that's possible. you know, centuries long yeah. here. Six hours, I suppose. Um, Mandalorian's eight episodes? Uh, I'm not totally sure. Probably ten. Ten or eight. Whatever. The um, But, like, what's more engaging? Week-to-week Mandalorian? Absolutely. Rise of Skywalker will be out as The Mandalorian ends. Mm-hmm. Well... Not totally right because if it's if it's like six episodes or even eight episodes, if it, like it, we know it's longer than four episodes, and there's a f- there's a there's a month between when Mandalorian drops and Rise of Skywalker, so that's right. Okay, yeah, they'll have like that, and that's what I'm interested about with like Disney and their release strategies and stuff. Because if you're talking about cannibalization, like I think from what we understand of Marvel's strategy, it seems to be that they've decently planned out that okay, if we launch this series. In the spring of 2020, mm-hmm. if we want to watch WandaVision in, you know, April, in you know late March of 2021, it'll be done before Doctor Strange 2 comes out. Yeah. There's not going to be an overlap. But for Mandalorian, you know, are they going to release these episodes every Tuesday or whatever day they release them on? Yeah. Are they going to release a new episode the week leading up to The Rise of Skywalker and the week afterwards? Or are they going to take a break? Because if you do that, that's either going to be, that's where I think that cannibalization could come in where you're like, 
I have a brand. I have the final Skywalker saga movie mm-hmm. to digest, and now I also have like the penultimate episode of the Mandalorian. Right. Like, uh, where where how do I focus on both these things at the same time? And so it's like, do you delay that episode a couple of weeks to let Star Wars keep building, or like, are, like that's where I've been interested to figure out what they're going to do in terms of cannibalization or trying to not let that happen. Yeah, and then then you then you come to those streaming movies. Like, where, I mean, like of course you're juggling so many things now mm-hmm. at this point. You've got all of your Fox movies, which are like going to be like one or two, maybe. I don't know. They're <laughs> lucky. And we'll see what the release strategy is I think it's still supposed there. to be like five. Okay, got you. You've got your Fox films for the year. You've got your streaming movies. You've got your series. And at what point does what you're releasing and what you have coming out in the theaters and what you can control just get diverted and thrown all sorts of different places? Because really your biggest audience will probably end up being the streaming service for most of your movies at that point. And so, especially with Fox things, Fox properties that you don't think are going to make billions of dollars. Why risk them at the theater when you can drive people to your service to see them? I don't even think I has to go for just Fox movies that like are on the, on the horizon. Like, just you're looking like yeah i'm just like, about to pick like the the b the, the, the redhead stuff right file, no but I well I, I feel like the perfect example of this is something i've seen a little conversation about this on twitter recently is artemis fowl a movie that was supposed to come out this year has now been delayed till i think march of 2020 forgot that was a thing and that's a movie that's like who is going to see this in theaters nobody nobody's going to go see this movie or at least not enough for disney going to turn a profit on it so mm-hmm. at what point does disney just be like they they already delayed it. They already pulled the marketing basically for it. At what point did they just be like, and it's on Disney Plus? Mm-hmm. Voila! <laughs> like th- that probably would have been a much better move for like Nutcracker and the what and the, the Four Christmases or whatever that came Four out realms, last year. Yeah, yeah. like uh, a, a streaming service would have been the perfect place to launch that movie, not uh, in the the heat of November or September, October, whenever that movie came out. Like nobody went saw it. And said you can drop it on Disney Plus. Had be like, look, it's Keira Knightley, and I think is Meryl Streep or Helen Mirren in there, and uh, like th- it's got a decently named cast. And you can be like, and it's the Nutcracker story, and you can get a couple million people to check it out that first weekend. Sure, it may not be great, but it's 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 a lot easier. Like, would I? I probably would have checked that out if I could have been like first weekend sitting on my couch, be like, click play. But mm-hmm. am I going to go out to the theater go see the Nutcracker movie from Disney? No. Well, yeah. I'm going to go do that for Artemis Fowl? Probably not, unless it's like the only thing out that we can we have to review something. Right. So, like, yeah, I mean, that's happened so many times. Yeah, exactly. Too. So it's like that. Like those are the movies where I feel like it's not just Fox. It's if you're not a a Marvel, a Star Wars, or a Pixar, Disney original animation, or like the the biggest of the biggest, mm-hmm. like live action remakes. Like I don't know if Disney's going to like pump out those movies like in theaters anymore. Yeah. Okay, that's a great, yeah. And then, like, so then I guess another kind of question based off of that then, too, is do you ever get to a point where Fox Searchlight is a streaming service? It's all streaming service? Ye- or, you know, essentially. Or like part of Hulu the, or something? The films that they release do the festival circuit. They do the rounds. And then after that, it's pop right on the service. I don't, I don't, I don't think so. Do we ever get to that point? Because at least from what I understand, like, there's the, you know, the whole there's been a lot of um, contention over the home release dates and stuff mm-hmm. for you know a lot of yeah. a lot of studios want it to be less than 90 days because they can you know if your movie's out of theaters in a month why should you have to wait 
another two or three months to have out on VOD or yeah. on Blu-ray. If your movie's out of theaters, it should be able, people should be able to watch it immediately in some other platform. Mm-hmm. That's not a lot. That's not the case. And it's it seems like Disney and Warner Brothers, I think, have been like the two biggest studios. To be like, no, keep the ninety day window. We want the full run for all of our movies. And because they won't agree to it, then like there there can't be like this collective agreement that all studios take part in. Yeah. And so if Disney sticks to that then they can't be like okay well fox movies like they're not going to put fox movies in theaters for a couple of weeks pull them and then put them on hulu because they they won't be able to so they'd either have to change their stance completely on that subject matter or be like no we're we're sticking to our guns and this is probably want to go yeah okay fair enough but you just keep thinking about the aspects of like the middleman uh-huh. you've built your streaming empire mm the cost of, you know, to toss something on there versus drive people to the theaters. Mm-hmm. And so I'm just wondering what the, um, what the gamble will be kind of going forward. Will, who would, will people sign up to see Bill Hader and Anna Kendrick and Noel? A lot of Bill, Fa- a lot of Bill Hader fans out there, you know? I mean, okay. I mean, sure. But me. They're not going to sign up for that. Sure. And so it just becomes sort of this mid, this mid-level movie dumping ground or like come uh-huh. see one of your favorite people act in a movie and the ensemble film kind of starts to come to a close. I'm not sure. But like you look at like where Netflix is kind of leading us to with the Irishman marriage story, um, Eddie Murphy's uh, new film on its way out. Yeah, uh, I keep forgetting Dolomite the Dolomite something? Yes. It just looks remember. jazzy and fun and wild. But like you get to the point where like those films are on their way through. They won't be shown everywhere in theaters so it'll be kind of just a, a crap shoot from mm-hmm. where, where you can find it la new york chicago you bet everywhere else who knows so does disney ever get to that point is there ever a film that gets produced that gets hype and then you're just juggling with that streaming theater or is it all just going to be about intention is it all going to be about big budgets and where those go um, I don't know. That's a tough one. I feel like it'd probably be the latter. Like, I don't, I don't see there's not what now that like Disney plus is established. I don't think there's going to be a lot of instances like say new mutants is dumped to, to Disney plus or Artemis Fowlers or whatever. I don't think there's going to be a lot of cases like that or Disney's going to make a movie and be like, well, it's actually not testing. Well, we're going to dump it on Disney plus mm-hmm. because I think their goal for Disney plus is to make movies within a certain budget range. And so that way they can, they're like, no, Okay as long as X amount of people watch this and we can consistently get that number, then we're going to be fine. Our, our, you know, we won't be operating as a, at a huge loss with these movies, but then yeah. if it's like, Oh, you know, uh, the, the, the second movie of the Banff of wise trilogy, not testing. Well, let's put it on Disney plus. It's like, wait, what? <laughs> like that would be wild. Uh, that's a huge move. And I'm sure it'd still get a lot of, you know, views and stuff but you're not going to get the same amount of money from the box office for that like that's not going to equal the subscriber money in my mind so uh yeah uh, yeah i don't know interesting all right i am running out of notes here okay um i feel like you've just been asking me questions (laughs) yeah absolutely because uh, your perspective on this is something that was really interesting you know a lot of the disney plus strategy and that's kind of that was kind of my idea. This was okay. born out of Star Wars. This is born out of Marvel. Um, things that you follow really closely, uh-huh. particularly with the Marvel thing. And yeah. like you said the release calendar and things like that, and how you juggle 
your what goes on the platform mm-hmm. and what you're going to have the entire mouse house wait to throw around with versus what you're going to give to the theaters, what you're going to let the theaters do and how those are going to carry on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Particularly with regards to Marvel. Mm-hmm. I guess, uh, yeah. I mean, do you think, do you think that there's ever going to be a day where it's like, do I, do I go see this movie in theaters? Cause it's Disney or do I wait for it on Disney plus? Oh yeah, Definitely. I mean, I'll, for you personally, or just like in a general sense. In a general sense, yeah, I'll definitely be thinking that a few more than once. But particularly with regards to like the rehashings and remakes, had we not covered Lion King, mm-hmm. I don't think I would have gone to see it. In the really? Theaters. Yeah, even with my AMC Stubbs things, I don't think I would have been like, it's not worth it for me to go there. I'll wait for it when it comes on Plus. Here, here's a here's a here's a test. Cruella next next year. Mm-hmm. Maybe it did it get pushed back? I don't remember. Uh, Emma Stone, it's the uh, director of Itania, Cruella yep. origin story. Not something I'm, you know, super excited about, I guess. But is that some? Is that a movie you're going to still go see in theaters? Like, let's assume it gets good reviews. Okay. So that way it's not like, well, I heard it's bad, so I'm going to wait. Because that's, that's the easy out for a lot of these. Mm-hmm. Um, if if it's a good movie, it's Cruella DeVille, it's Emma Stone, it's director of Itania, it's got a good cast. Do you skip that or do you... Like, uh, or do you, or do you go see it? I skip that hmm. because I don't think at that point. I mean, I, yeah, I think I skip that because one, like, if I it's Disney produced, I know for a fact it'll be on Plus in uh-huh. four or five months. It doesn't seem like it's essential canon. Like like you said, yeah. it, it's it's a it's derivative from it, and so at that point, you know, it'll be just sort of like, all right, I'll get around one into it when I get around to it. It's mm-hmm. not something fresh and new, and. At that point, I'll be like, "All right, it'll it'll do fine." Like it's Disney, like you know, it's not like an independent film or something like that. You don't it need would, to go support it. Yeah, exactly. Okay. I would I would stop over at Cinema Center or you know, like uh-huh. the, the local places versus you know, hop along to that. Of course, if we're reviewing it or writing, right, it or right, whatever. <laughs> like that's a different story. But on its face, yeah, no, total skip. So if if you did not have to like review them, like you didn't have to go see them in theaters, mm-hmm. is Star Wars and Disney and I guess probably the occasional Pixar movie what the only things from Disney you would actually go see in theaters oh no no, I wouldn't say that particularly but I mean like in in regards to like the recent slate like Beauty and the Beast Uh definitely would have skipped it Um, I'm trying to think of another one like Aladdin definitely I mean okay Aladdin was different though Will Smith it looked like he's having (laughs) plenty of fun that one I wouldn't have went out to but like I said Lion King yeah would have skipped Toy Story Definitely not. They're still like those still hold a special place in my heart. Um, and I think box office numbers for Toy Story prove that for most yeah. people, you know, so cracked a billion. Yeah, exactly. Like Lion King, I'm still kind of befuddled how that cracked a billion, I suppose. But uh, so am I a little bit. Um, is is fun and cool as it is, of course. But yeah, that's exactly, I mean, that that's kind of my mentality with the whole thing. And that, that's actually a really good, you know, kind of like test question, I suppose. I'm just pulling up uh, upcoming Disney movies just because I feel like this is an interesting test just to be like, will you go see this in theaters or would you will you wait to see it on Disney Plus? Yep. Maleficent, Mistress of Evil. Disney Plus. I f- I will probably not go see that in theaters unless we review it, which I don't. I mean, I really don't really want to because I have to revisit the first one. Can't remember that one at all. Um, but I'll probably wait to see that on Disney Plus. Frozen Two. I'll see it in theaters. Probably because I'll see it with my family. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Star Wars, Red Skywalker, obviously, yes. Onward, Pixar, yes, I'll see mm-hmm. that in theaters. Mulan, yes, I'll see it in theaters. Black Widow, 
Yes, I'll see it in theaters. Artemis Fowl. <laughs> that's, a, that's a wild card. Probably not. I don't no. even, at this point, I don't even think it's going to hit theaters, honestly. Uh, Soul, new Pixar movie, Pete Doctor. Yes, I'll see it in theaters. John Baptiste is in there too. Yes. Yeah. Uh, the one and only Ivan. Oh, sorry. I skipped Jungle Cruise. Disney Plus. It'll be a tough one because I like The Rock. I like Emily Blunt. If it's, and again, assuming it's good, I feel like I'll at least be charmed in enough to go see it. Yeah. Um, the one and only Ivan. I don't know what this movie is. I think Angelina Jolie is in it or voicing an elephant or something. It's a children's movie, Disney Plus, if I ever watch it. Mm-hmm. The Eternals, I'll see it in theaters. Raya and the Last Dragon, I will I'll, I will probably see that one in theaters. Yeah, that sounds actually phenomenal. Uh, Shang-Chi and Legend of Ten Rings, yes. Doctor Strange and the Multiverse, yes. Uh, an unti- uh, Cruella, oh, that's May 2021. That's, what a weird date. Uh, that's the Avengers time frame, man. It's yeah. It, well, it's the it's the solo slot. Oh, that's right. Okay, maybe that's actually more. You know, well, I mean, yeah, that that like, that's that's a weird one. I mean, and then at that point, unless it's a Marvel movie, nothing's really been dated yet, other than untitled Pixar movie, untitled Star Wars movie, untitled whatever movie. It's like you know, but I mean, yeah, I mean, I still feel like more often than not, I'll still see Disney movies in theaters. But I think there's also that possibility that. You know, maybe like let's say that the no Noel is uh you know gets good review. Like mm-hmm. people people like it, it's fun. Maybe Disney Plus allows them to spread the wings of like, you know, what else they can make. I know like there's this um there's this football movie based on a true story of a of a uh, of a safety who has to like raise his um, younger brother about going to school and you know it's like it's one of those classic inspirational sports stories just started production just cast its lead um, directed by Reginald Hedlund um, going to Disney Plus originally I'm intrigued and it's like that movie Disney probably Disney would not make that movie I don't think and put it in theaters same with like what, what was the um, McFarland USA was that Disney right yes with Kevin Costner yeah like that movie fun movie really charming did anybody go see it no but so like maybe that's the flip side of this where Disney will still probably just release big blockbuster movies that everybody's going to be like, ah, blah, blah, blah. I hate Disney. They control the box office. This is terrible. But there's also, the, I think, the chance that Disney Plus can open up the avenue for movies that we wouldn't normally get made by Disney mm-hmm. to then be made by Disney and have the Disney audience see it open up. And if it is this this brand identity, this brand um, uh, favoritism that a lot of us have whether it's with Disney or with that, with other brands, um, this loyalty, you'll probably be more willing to check that out because it is boom. It's on Disney plus day one and you can watch it instantly instead of like, and it'll, and I'm guessing that Disney plus will probably do a better job promoting their brand new thing mm. than like Netflix does. And it's like, Oh, huh, there's this new movie, but it's not even on the front page. Yeah. So many, yeah. So many questions about like, yeah. And then you, you got to think about what did the, the synergy aspects of Disney will be promoted. Like, will Disney plus run ads for Disney films and theaters? Mm-hmm. Will there be a screen that just like says, you know, the Eternals out now, but before you see Eternals, go watch the streaming series about Hawkeye and Falcon, right? Or whatever, you know, whatever the case may be. What I want to know. And I, I don't, I don't know if this is, will be the case, but I think it'd be interesting if, if like, at the end of Black Widow, you know, the plot's pretty self-contained. You can't really tease like, oh, what's what's next for Black Widow? Mm-hmm. Everybody knows. <laughs> Everybody knows where her arc goes. So unless you're teasing like what's next for like Florence Pugh's character or, um, you know, what's next for David Harbour's character or something. Like you, you maybe get like one good post-credit scene out of that. But what if the second post-credit scene is now a teaser for Falcon Winter Soldier? And that's where it's like, boom, brand synergy. 
where it's like, oh, now Falcon and Winter Soldier, you're seeing a teaser for a Disney Plus streaming service in a theater. Interesting. That because like I feel like that'd be more interesting than you know, will you see a trailer for the next Marvel movie in yeah. after you watch a Disney Plus series? Because like because ab- like, absolutely, like if you finish WandaVision, it'll probably automatically queue up the trailer for Doctor Strange too and be like, see it next week. Yeah, no kidding. That's something interesting too. Like, would theaters allow that? I mean, there's so many questions. How, like, how could you not? Yeah, because you're just film. yeah. You can just be like, Falcon and Winter Soldier will return in to the Falcon Winter Soldier <laughs> August tw- August 2020, yeah. and you're like, you, like you can't stop that. Oh man, the satur- the, the permeance and saturation. Oh gosh, I never thought of that. So, so yeah, many avenues. There, there's there's a lot of different possibilities, and I guess as we get into the big answer. How will Disney Plus impact Disney's movie empire? Josh, do you have an answer? I don't have an answer, but other than to say, wait and see. Because, I mean, I think the game plan has already been laid out by with what Netflix has done. Mm-hmm. But Disney has brands. They have presences in both. Netflix does not. And that's why we have this big question, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, and right now, it, like you've convinced me of synergy for the moment. Mm-hmm. But I think it'll remain the same, you know, at least in the in the near term while theaters mm-hmm. are still places we go to. Um, but, I mean, it'll only, it'll only make, I mean, man, their movie empire is so broad. Like, it will grow their library of films, mm-hmm. but particularly, like you said, in that age, that, that range. It'll make them bigger. It'll make them better. Uh, I hope. The movies or their empire? Their empire. It'll make their it'll make their empire bigger. Um, will it be better? I don't know. Yeah, I mean the the word I had was it will bolster the Disney Empire because I think all this stuff is just additional content that nobody was really asking for. Mm-hmm. But now that we have it, it's not like we're not going to not con- we're not going to not consume it. The idea is so tantalizing you don't want to reject it. Right. So it, in in many ways I think it'll just be an additional piece of hype that Disney will be able to use to increase excitement in whatever they can, you know, be like, oh, after you watch uh, Mulan, the animated movie, here's the trailer for Mulan live action movie. It comes out in a couple of months. Boom. Go buy your tickets now. Like They can update all that stuff constantly. And uh, I think it's just going to continue driving Disney's empire. And uh, at this point, I don't know what, what, what will ever stop it. <laughs> so... <laughs> Uh, and as somebody who likes a lot of what Disney makes, I mean, I'm totally fine with that. So um, I guess uh, that is all we have for this big question. Hopefully you guys enjoyed it. Let us know what you guys thought um, about this topic. How do you think Disney Plus will impact Disney's movie empire? You can let us know by tweeting us after the film. And you can also follow me personally on there at Movie Cooper. And you can get at me, Josh, at just Joshua Ryan. And if you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe, share, retweet, and more. Plus head over to iTunes to give us a five-star review with comments. Tell us why you chose it to the show. And thanks again for tuning in to the Fun Podcast. Josh, thanks for stopping in everyone and be sure to turn next week for our future episodes.